kind of crazy. Yeah, nobody would have ever thought that that would have been like a lucrative, lucrative career. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like nobody would, could have fathomed that. Oh my gosh. I need a second. Hold on. I'll edit this out. <laughs> I need to get my shit together. I need no, to drink keep, water. Keep it as our, our intro. <laughs> How's it going? Doing pretty well. How are you doing? That's good. That's the new year, so happy new year. Yes, definitely. Happy new year's. I know this is going to be a little <laughs> little late of an episode to say this, but happy new year's. So we have to give the people what they want. Yep. We have to give them the story. The great the yellow story. pants story. Okay. Uh, so I guess to start this story, I got to go way back when we lived in South Carolina and Mm -hmm. I actually do you remember Yancey yes I had dance class with him actually yeah so like it was back when we were in high school and I actually seen he was the one I seen to it first Mm -hmm. and I don't know I always thought that was just really dope and like he had the same thing like he had the bright yellow pants uh a bright shirt and bright shoes and I, like I said, I just thought that was really dope. And then I forgot how it happened, but I remember like the one weekend I went to the Sand Hills, Sand Hills Mall and I went to Wet Seal. And that's when I found out that girl pant sizes are way different than guy pant sizes. <laughs> yes, they are. That would be a whole nother episode in itself. Well, that's because like <laughs> I went in there looking for my size, which was like a 31 or 32 and yeah 31 32 32 is the pants I used to wear so then I went in there looking for those but I found like size like 12 and I'm like 12 what 12 legs 12 <laughs> inches like 12 nope. what? just 12 that's it yeah so anyways I went in there got I bought those pants and then I ended up it was because it was like yeah, it was like a week before I moved to Pennsylvania and then uh when I went there like, I literally just said, you know what, fuck it. Like, I want to stand out. I want to wear something different. And, like, nobody knows me here. So what's the point of, like, not being different? And so, yeah, I wore a pink undershirt, hot pink undershirt, blue overshirt, green hat, yellow pants. And unfortunately, I only had white shoes at the time, but I wore the white shoes as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then I, I wore that to school and... Literally, from the moment I stepped on the bus, like, people were picking on me about, like, God damn, your pants are bright as hell. And, like, (laughs) and then, uh, yeah, pretty much, I just wore them all day. And whenever people would pick on me, I would just laugh with them. And, like, I can't remember who, who it was, but I remember a girl telling me, like, hey, Big Bird called. He wants his legs back. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean... At the time, I laughed, but thinking about it now, like, she was wrong, because Big Bird's legs are actually orange, so. Don't you hate that, when you, like, could have thought of such a good comeback, and then it just comes to you later? Oh, yeah, like, years later, I thought about it, I'm like, his legs were orange, though, but, yeah, so, (laughs) that's pretty much it, like, I wore them one time, and just to see, like, what would happen, because, honestly, that's not my first time, like, dressing differently, or being different, because I wanted to, like. My fondest memory of being different mm-hmm. was probably, like, when I was in elementary school, and I would, like, paint my fingernails. And oh, I remember that, like, Jeff Hardy. He was the person I idolized, and I thought what and he did it, it looked cool as hell, and I wanted to be cool, so I would do it. So that's why, like, wearing the yellow pants, it really wasn't weird for me to do something like that. Like, me personally, like, yeah, it mm-hmm. was weird for me to do it, like... Is definitely a statement, and I was definitely the talk of the school all day long. But I've never been a shy person of being different from all the rest. Right. So if I think something's cool, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna dress that way. I'm gonna wear it. Like, and that's just pretty much how it is. Honestly, like a lot of me being inspired to like start expressing 
myself in clothing was because you would do stuff like that when we were younger. For that, I just mm. wore like basic clothing and I was so afraid like what people would think. Definitely then, like I totally was just like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> Pretty much that's all you got to say because like, yeah, people are going to pick on you because you don't look the same as them. But at the end of the day, like it's about what you're comfortable with. And if you want to wear that certain thing, like, who cares what someone else would think? Well, too, it's even surprising the amount of people who don't pick on you. Like, yeah, some people will, but a lot of people are like, man, that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. I know. I thought that whenever uh, the first time I dyed my hair and stuff, like, people would, I was like, people are going to probably pick on me about it, but whatever. But surprisingly, no, I didn't really get picked on that hard about it i think it's interesting too like just to point this out real quick so the first when you wore your yellow pants Mm -hmm. it was more like kind of like a new boys era inspired fashion right like because that's very something like the guys who did the jerk yeah i feel like would wear that kind of style like the bright clothing like you're saying that you saw in nancy yeah definitely true and then it turned into what like more seen later or yeah pretty much because uh it was i don't know it was definitely the jerk era definitely had a play mm-hmm. on that because like you said it's the colorful clothing and everything like that and then my scene phase was like literally like right after that so i guess i i, I mean i thought the tight jeans were comfortable so i wanted to keep wearing them you know, i remember fine. when you used to like straighten your hair and stuff too now you know how much <laughs> i got I got ripped on for that more than my fucking <laughs> yellow pants. I couldn't believe you did it, honestly. Like, I would have girls every day tell me, like, don't straighten your hair. Just wear it natural. I'm like, no, I don't like my natural hair. Like, I'm going to straighten it. <laughs> I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> That's another thing, too. Uh, listeners might not know this, but there was, like, a point in time where you lived up here and I still lived down south. So, like... That was basically when you went through your scene phase. And I only ever saw, like, pictures of you dressing like this. So, like, one moment you have this completely different, like, style in your pictures. And then next you're just, like, posting all these, like, very scene, very expressive pictures. That was pretty cool to watch. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry that uh, you didn't get to experience it firsthand. <laughs> but, yeah, it was it was a fun time for sure. But I guess mm-hmm. I can say the same because I feel like your scene phase was when you lived down here as well. Yep. So I really didn't get to see much of your scene phase either. My first scene article of clothing, kind of like your yellow pants, were uh, it was a Cookie Monster hat. You know how Mm. back like the Cookie Monster Elmo Oscar the Grouch, they're like really big. Oh yeah. Everybody had that pattern. It was flat bills too. Like flat bills got really popular. And so I wore one to a football game, but I was still wearing like a, a blouse and uh, like dress pants almost mm-hmm. to a football game and a cookie monster hat. And then from there, I started getting like more and more extravagant with it. Like I remember I bought this like super bright, it's like a bomber jacket almost. Mm-hmm. And it was like a super bright purple shit like that. And I would wear that to school and everything. And then your music changes too with this style yeah i think that uh that comes with it because of Mm -hmm. the type of music you listen to and like you see like the style the artists are wearing and whatnot and then you know you kind of mimic the artists because they're the band you enjoy listening to or whatever so what kind of bands did you listen to let's see i've listened to like escape the fate um Mm -hmm. falling in reverse i know it's like the lead singer from escape the fate went to falling reverse that's why i kind of listen to them yeah and then, uh, I don't know, I listen to a lot of different things. Like, actually, there's actually a lot of music that I don't remember. Like, I remember listening to it, but I don't remember the name of it from that I listened to back then. Yeah. But there's a lot sure. of, like, the, the heavier stuff. I would say that for sure. Did you get into, like, uh, Blink or A Day to Remember or anything back then, too? Like, was that kind of a mesh? I would say A Day to Remember was back then. Blink was actually not until a little bit later in my life that I got into them. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I don't know. Our our era for scene was a little bit different than when the 
punk kid was a punk kid back yeah. when Blink was like a popular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because there was like blood on the dance. I was just gonna say like really scene songs were like blood on the dance floor. Uh, oh god, I can't remember the girl who used to make some bangers. <laughs> but like Jeffrey Star was really big back then too when scene hit. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like the the style for scene when mm-hmm. we were going through it was like a different thing. So that's why I didn't really get the blink till later. Right. But, yeah. I I don't know. Like anything that was, just had a real like that was heavy and had like some scream in it. Like that was the type of music I was oh, listening yeah. to. Bring me to the horizon. Bring me to the horizon. Yeah. Band. Yeah. Um, have mice and men. I listen to them. Oh yeah. Do you remember the first time, like, you ever listened to any sort of music like that, though? Yeah, it would probably have to be uh, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus was, like, that style of, like, getting into Mm -hmm. that type of music, you know? Yeah. Like, so, I feel like that was, like, the first band I actually listened to. And then, like, I don't know, also being real emo to, like, Three Days Grace and shit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Dude. I used to have a CD of that and a and a boombox, and I would blare that. Oh yeah, I think we like we would all take turns just fucking blaring it. Mhm. But yeah, I think that was that was probably like my earliest. What about you? What's what's the earliest song you remember? Actually, it has a little detailed story. But I snuck out for the first time ever from Dad's house. Okay, I mm-hmm. was terrified for my life. This is the one and only rebellious thing I ever did. <laughs> And um, I snuck out to go to the skating rink. Do you remember how that was a really big thing? Yeah. And it was an all-night skate, and I was never allowed to go. So Bailey Morris, do you remember her mm-hmm. and her sister Kylie? Yeah. I stuck out with her, and we got into Kylie's boyfriend's car at the time to go. They were going to give us a ride. And he played a, a Day to Remember song. And... Since then, I've been hooked on that kind of music. Like, I still, to this day, listen to in that genre. That's pretty much most of my playlist. Oh, for sure. I think that will, like, always be a part of, like, our playlist, especially growing mm-hmm. up in that era and everything. But yeah, I would say, like, mine would probably, like, yeah, it was definitely... Actually, I can't... I think I didn't hear Data Remember until I moved up up here. Or, I mean, up here, up to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Well, that would make sense. Because it was around the same time that's when they started to get really big. Yeah, I don't know what what was the first time besides the Cookie Monster hat. Like, when you actually did you ever like do any wild things with your hair or whatnot? Um, yeah, I actually dyed my hair like with skunk stripes and purple one time. Really? That was yeah. It was semi or demi permanent. Like it wasn't actual hair dye. So it mm. washed out, but um, I thought it was so cool. But that was back when, like, I was more like really into Christopher Drew. Okay. The Never Shout Never. Hell yeah! You gotta have that puffy hair. I had bangs oh, to the side. <laughs> I had such a comb over; it was not even funny. I mean, I think everybody had a comb over back then. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It yeah. hurt my pride when I heard a girl on TikTok say. You know you're old when you have a side part. Like, ouch. <laughs> I changed my hair to a middle part so quick. Yeah, you're like, fuck that shit. <laughs> I was like, nah, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What other, like, kinds of stuff, like, I guess just in that era did you, like, do? Was there any other media, like, that you enjoyed and stuff that you started getting into? Uh... I guess like I mean, Tumblr was really big. Actually, it's funny you talk about Tumblr because uh, my girlfriend and I were actually talking about Tumblr the other day. Cause yeah, she's a little bit younger than I am. Mm-hmm. She talked about how Tumblr was like big when she was in high school, and I was like, I mean, Tumblr was a thing when I was in high school, but it wasn't like big, like because Tumblr didn't become big until like after I like my graduating year, maybe the year after. Yeah, like Tumblr was because that's what I was telling. I was like beforehand, like Tumblr was like a side website that, yeah, you had like some. It was like because the MySpace was gone, so that's like where you'd go mm-hmm. to like find like the the little emo like memes and stuff like that would be on like Tumblr. But yeah. even then, I feel like it wasn't that big 
as it is now, if that makes sense. I was huge into Tumblr back then. It, that's what I was telling her. I was like, my sister was really big into it. Like, because mm-hmm. I remember you you getting on there and like browsing around on it and whatnot, but I never got into it. I used it every freaking day, even more than MySpace. I don't know why. I just preferred it. Honestly, if you think about it, it's like the was it the grandfather to Twitter because that's kind of like yeah. what Twitter was. It's just threads that you can just add stuff to. Mm-hmm. Kind of like MySpace. You know, being the grandfather of Facebook, that kind of media. Yeah. I don't know. Back then, my scene phase was a lot of, uh, yeah, I dyed my hair blonde. I straightened my hair. Mm-hmm. I'd wear dark clothes uh, and then, like, skater shoes. And I was into biking a lot, like, trying to do BMX tricks and shit. I remember that. Yeah. What kind of What kind of skater shoes did you wear? What was your brand? Uh, at the time, it was actually a mm-hmm. pair of Nike SBs. Really? Yeah, I had a really nice pair of Nikes that I wore. Like, I wore those things religiously. They were so... They were, like, my favorite shoes, and I hate that I ruined them. I remember asking for skater shoes for Christmas one year, and mm-hmm. Dad, bless his heart, he went out and bought me Etnies. <laughs> I mean, that and was I- kind of like the starter skater shoe. <laughs> Yeah, but I wanted Vans. I wanted to be all the way there. <laughs> yeah. But hey, I mean, Etnies, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, do you remember that era where it was like everybody had the fucking fat shoes? Mm-hmm. Like, the Etnies were big as hell. Uh, I still yeah. got a pair of fucking Osiris's, actually. I was that... just about to say that. And those were wild. Like, they had so many crazy colors on them. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, yeah, that's another thing. Like, they just really popped and then they also had really dark and like negative colors too yeah those were kind of sick but i was more just my style was vans you know just comfortable quiet but still kind of cool actually i don't you probably don't remember this but this was like Uh way young i guess this would probably like the actual start of like me getting into like scene stuff is like when i was younger because at first, because remember I used to be in a skateboarding with the Murray brothers? Yeah. Yeah, so we, I remember I used to get like a little magazine in the mail and it would have uh, skate shoes and I always wanted a pair of audios. Those were the skate shoes and they don't make them anymore, but those are the skate mm-hmm. shoes I always freaking wanted a pair of. I thought they were so cool. Never got the audios. No, they don't make them anymore so you can't make your little kid heart happy. Oh, I would, too. I'd buy me a pair. I do. I so would. Well, I was thinking, I was like, I'm going to get him a pair. And then you said shortly after, they don't make them anymore. Yeah, I've already (laughs) looked up, looked how to find them. And yeah, I'm pretty sure they discontinued them. I mean, if one of our listeners, if you have some way of finding them, please find Mm -hmm. a way to get it to me because I would love to get a pair of audios. (laughs) Oh, hey, while we're here, speaking to the listeners. Real quick, I want to add that we do have an email, and we're working on the Twitter. So if you want to email us any suggestions for topics you want us to talk about, or even just, like, funny stories we could tell for you anonymously, or, you know, say who you are, give you a shout-out, go ahead and leave it at the email, which is amateurs.anecdotespodcast at gmail.com. Heck yeah, hopefully we plug, get some questions. Plug that so. in. <laughs> I know, that would be cool to have that interaction, I think. Yeah, definitely would be would be real cool if we had some, you know, quality interaction with our listeners and then it mm-hmm. feels like they could be a part of our conversation as well. Like, I think it'd be real cool. I do too. So, I was at Dad's today mm-hmm. and I was explaining to him, I got John a gift. My boyfriend's name is John. <laughs> I got him a gift. Okay. And it was for Fallout 4 related. Mm-hmm. So I was ta- I was telling dad about Fallout 4. And we watched a couple of videos on YouTube. And he was like, this is so different from the games I used to play. I don't even know if I can play it. It's so in detail. I was like, yeah, there's a lot of little shit you got to do. But it's just crazy because thinking about all the games we used to play with dad and how different they are now. Yeah, like, because you're real big into Skyrim, right? Oh, I'm obsessed with Skyrim, yes. <laughs> yeah, like, he, you love that they keep remastering it and you just keep buying it. Yep, like every time. 
And I think it's just so funny because, like, Dad was the one to introduce us to video games. And Dad plays a lot of, like, RPG-type games. Yes, absolutely. Final Fantasy, um, even some games on the 64 we used to play with him, too, that were RPGs. I'd say, like, yeah, like Zelda, the Final Fantasies, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. And I always thought it was funny that you were the one to pick that up from Dad. Because, like, I'm not I'm not an RPG player. Like, I don't get into those games. Like, I'll try to play right. them, but they're not really for me. And I just was thinking about that the other day, how funny it is that, you know, you went the path with Dad of RPGs, and then I went off on my own and started doing, like, first-person shooter games and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I did get into one first-person shooter game for a hot minute, and it was a Call of Duty. I think it was Warfare. Okay. The one I think it was one that everybody didn't really like a whole lot at first. Was it recently? Uh, it, no, it was a few years ago, I think, now that I played it. Well, when it. I say recently, I mean, like, within the last five years. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but um, I got into that one because I like those suits where you could, like, jump and shit really mm-hmm. high. But other than that, you're right. I only play really role-playing games and stuff like that. Is there any, like, specific ones you're vibing right now? Uh, so I've actually been playing this new game. It's called Super People, and mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a Battle Royale game. Unfortunately, it's only on PC, so, like, people on mm-hmm. console can't get it. Um, but, yeah, that one's been pretty fun. That's uh, a new game that just kind of dropped and. I've been giving that a try. Uh, actually, if we're speaking of like RPG games, a game I think you would enjoy too. It's called New World. New World. Okay. Yeah. If you get a chance, definitely look up a video on it. It's like RPG type, and you know you got to like build up your character and you join like a faction and stuff, and you can like go to war and stuff like that. It's it's pretty cool. Oh wow! It's real in depth. Is it for console though? Because I don't have a PC. No, unfortunately, that's that's PC as well. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, I'll sorry. still watch the videos, though. Yeah, all the cool stuff's on the PC. Um, but, yeah, that's – I just always thought it was really funny, too, because, like, Dad always struggled playing our games, like the newer mm-hmm. games. Like, do you remember him playing Guitar Hero? Oh, my God, the funniest thing. He would, like, have his tongue sticking out, concentrating so hard. <laughs> yeah, and he'd be on, like, easy mode. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I always thought that. I always thought it was so funny too. Like it was that much of a difference. Because then we'd go back and play like his games. He'd play when he was a kid. And he would just like smash them. We're like, how the hell do you do this? Well, that's even like with Zelda, just because that's the kind of games that he likes the most. If he could like play newer Zeldas and kill it. I was going to say, if, I wonder if Dad, if he got the newer Switch, if he would enjoy playing the newer Zeldas, because I know it's changed a little bit since Ocarina of Time. Yes, definitely, even though Majora's Mask is the best one, hands down. I mean, that's a matter of opinion, <laughs> but whatever. Okay, that's the one that makes me happy the most, is what I should say. But the one on the Switch actually is really cool. I have wasted many hours on that. Yeah, I haven't got a chance to try that one out yet. I don't, I'm not cool. I don't own a Switch. You might like it. Honestly, you probably wouldn't, though. I'm not going to lie. Not because it's a bad game, but it's just not really your playing style. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I hate to write off games like that, but I just know it's not what I'm into. So I just don't really want to waste the money to play it because I just know it's something that I'm not not my cup of tea oh for sure that's what i'm saying like you should try it out but that's like i wouldn't go and buy like a halo or anything like that like i'm sure it's an amazing game and a lot of people love halo but i could never play it i'd be so bad at it yeah i i don't blame you like i said there, there's things that i uh, that are my bread and butter and i get into and there's things that are mm-hmm. so and it goes for everybody What's your, like, earliest memory of playing video games? Earliest memory? Mm-hmm. Mm, probably at Raybucks playing Spyro on the PlayStation 1. Really? Yeah. That's, that's like, my <laughs> earliest I can remember. And then 
I also remember playing games there because he got the Xbox when it first, like the original Xbox when it first came out. I remember playing Need for Speed Underground. I was really into that game. I remember when they had that song, it's like three six nine. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, play in the background. Yep. <laughs> I was into those games. That would probably be my first actual memory of gaming, mm-hmm. like console gaming. Yeah, the earliest one I remember actually, I was thinking Crash Bandicoot, but that's right along with Spyro and stuff. I mean, honestly, if you want to get technical, mm-hmm. do you remember playing the computer games at Grandma's house? Yes. <laughs> like the jukebox also, game or whatnot? Mm-hmm. I also remember, those were uh, Sesame Street games, too. Yeah. So that's probably, like, our earliest form of video games right there. Basically been playing them since we were out of the womb. <laughs> I mean, damn near picking up controllers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Sega. I remember yeah. that. Playing that. Yeah, but I, I don't remember actually playing the Sega or anything. I just remember, like, hell, I guess we weren't older until Dad let us play with the freaking Super Nintendo or whatever. Well, I remember Dad used to let you play with him. Then one day you found out that he never really was having you play. He just had a controller. Looked like it was hooked up, but it wasn't. And you're like, hmm. hey, I'm not doing this. And he got caught. <laughs> he tried. He did. <laughs> I don't blame him, though, because I know, like, I remember growing up, and then Gage wanted to play, and we did the same thing to him. Oh, yeah, we did. (laughs) Give him the fake controller, and then we kept playing. It's just frustrating. Like, uh, Lila is actually kind of really into games and stuff right now, Mm -hmm. and we play Roblox together, and God, I love that child, but it is so frustrating, because, like, kids play so different than adults do. And so, like, they just play so chaotically. Well, that's because, like, we're used to, like, understanding there's steps and objectives in the game where Mm -hmm. a kid playing is like, ah, I'm going to go see what's over here. Exactly. Like, oh, we have to go do this. But wait, that's shiny. And they just run off. Yep, just take off. And you're like, where are you going? I don't know. It's crazy to think, like, in Lila's lifetime, how much different video games are going to get to. Because, I mean, they almost got, like, VR games and stuff. It was just crazy to think, like, we played on and shit. That's what I remember the most. And just, like, the games and the graphics have changed so much that you can play them, like, in the palm of your hand. That's freaking crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember there were a few times, like, playing, uh, playing my games. I'm pretty sure the one time Grandma even asked me, because I was playing... Mm -hmm. This is when I had a PlayStation 3, but I was playing, like, baseball or football or something. She's like, who's playing right now? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, the the game is playing. Like, who's playing? The teams are playing. I'm like, oh, uh, the, so-and-so and so-and-so. She's like, oh, I didn't know they were playing right now. I'm like, uh, you know this is a video game? She's like, it's a video game? I'm like, yeah, this, yeah. Isn't, this isn't real people. She's like, what? Those look like real people. I'm like, yeah, right. I mean, I guess. And then now, but I mean. Looking at what, like, she what was we have now, to. yeah, mm-hmm. like, that's what I'm saying. Like, put myself in her shoes. Like, when I, if I ever get to be her age, seeing video games, then like, it probably would be like hard to tell if it's a real person or if it's a video game person because of how real yeah. everything looks. It would look more like a movie than a video game, you know? Yeah, I mean, even like, I don't even know if you could actually say oh. that because I feel like even movies are getting better, quick, uh, picture quality and whatnot, so you can even. I don't even know if you'd be able yeah. to distinguish. It would be uh, crazy to think. Yeah, it's definitely, it's going to be wild to see what it looks like in another 10 years. I don't even know. Like, this VR is getting real big right now, too. That's what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I've seen a few different games, like, that were VR. That are, like, new releases coming out soon. Right. So, like, I thought, I th- yeah, I thought it was still like an underground thing, but I guess it's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, I just seen a lot of like, especially this year for like Christmas, there was a huge spike in people purchasing like VR gaming systems. 
Yeah, because they have like what the Oculus Two or whatever now. It's like yeah. a couple hundred bucks, and now you can play VR. Oh, this is kind of cool. Hell yeah. I mean, it's even crazy just to think about um, how way back when we were younger, way back like we're forever years old, um, no one ever would have thought you would be talking to somebody who was across the globe through a video game to play with them. Like, that was never fathomed then. Oh, no, like back then like video i don't know because the way like where we grew up the video mm-hmm. games were transferring to the internet because the internet was also a new thing that was being right. created so like i don't know i remember it was a weird thing to have someone play like online like you like had to be loved by your parents to be able to play online back in the day because you had to have like a box that hooked up to the fucking console and then you had to have a modem wire run to that and it was a big big setup where now it's really? just as simple as yeah like now it's just simple as you got a wi-fi and it connects see i didn't know because i didn't get really big into online gaming except for like a couple years ago so I didn't know that you had to have all of that at first. Actually, up to what was it? it was a certain Xbox 360. You actually had to buy a separate uh, Wi-Fi dongle with that just to get Wi-Fi to play online. Wow, look how far we've come. Now we just have a little box that does everything. Yeah, I would say, yeah, now we either do that or you just fucking plug a hardwire in and play from that. I mean, we still don't have flying cars, though, so I'm pretty disappointed with ours. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we're getting there, you know? we got to worry about the important things like video games. Well, they had them in Back to the Future, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Maybe eventually in our lifetime we'll see flying cars. Maybe. Till then, we have video games. Yeah, or we can fly around in a car in a video game. They have some really weird video games, though. Like, do you remember that, um, it just popped in my head, that Banjo-Kazooie game for the 64? Oh, yeah. What was that, even? (laughs) That's not even the weirdest thing. I was shown a game today that's called I Am Bread, and you literally play as a piece of bread. What? Yeah. You try to escape from a house. Breads can't move. How do in, you this game, in this game, it does. Like, you're reincarnated as a oh, piece man. of bread and you gotta get out of the house. I don't know. Jesus. It's a weird I mean, game. Whatever. But, yeah. I bet it's fun, though. I, I mean, if you want to pass the time, I guess it's something to do. The only game I don't think I would ever try is those, like, horror games where you have to, yeah. like, escape stuff or, like, I don't know, just stuff com- purposely comes to pop out at you. Oh, I hate those. Yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of those, but I feel like those are good games, too, if you find the right one. Well, some people are really into horror, like the movies, the video games, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I am just scared of cats, so I could never. <laughs> I don't know. I was playing one not too long ago, and it wasn't too bad. No, what was that called? Uh... I actually don't remember. The girlfriend had me play it. She's like, I want you to play this game. I'm like, okay. I just don't venture out very much. Like, I just basically play Skyrim when I have the time. I would say, do you, yeah, you've never tried anything else? Um, I'm really into The Sims. It's just been a long time since I've had a computer. I did have Sims 4 and got mm. a couple of the expansion packs and stuff, but, um, yeah, I got really into that and the building aspect is super, it's crazy because I remember playing Sims on the big freaking box computer at dad's house oh, and yeah. it was literally just looked like blobs almost, like super pixelated and just not very good graphics and now you can literally build a house that looks like a real life house. Yeah, and that that's the thing, like, that's only what, 
10 years since mm-hmm. you played Sims back then on Dad's house? Or no, more than 10 years, like 15 years? Yeah. And just see how much it's video games have changed since then? I just think it's awesome. Like, the community of gaming, period. Like, I watch gaming videos on YouTube frequently. And it's just cool to see, like, the amount of people that really do, like, get into these games. And, like, the shit that they can do. Like, even though I don't play first-person shooter games, like, watching the insane stuff that people, like, take screen recordings of is just wild. The reaction time's crazy. The, like, crazy jump shots that some people do and everything are just, like, trick shots, I guess. I don't know what you would call them. Yeah. But it's just cool to watch. I see. That's another thing, like, because, like, I watch the competitive side of first-person shooters, and it's, like, mm-hmm. if you were to go back 15 years and tell people what competitive shooting would be like today, they probably would think you were crazy because, like, these guys play for, like, millions of dollars. Oh, God, I know. And, like, high-intensity <laughs> tournaments and stuff like that. And, like, I don't know, it's just crazy to think that Gaming used to be, I don't know, it would just be like people would think it was just like a bunch of nerds hanging out in their mom's basements, but it's like, you know, people are actually like playing for money and stuff. And Nobody back then would have ever thought that that was going to be a career that people could have. Oh, yeah, because like that's the thing. Like I remember, uh, you know, like being in high school, like your guidance counselor didn't tell you about that or nothing. Mm-mm. And now like people, like there's people that can go to college and get a scholarship for playing video games and stuff like that oh yeah and like there's people who are like pitching app ideas and taking it to a company and like hey this is my app i think people would love it and it's a bird flapping and they make millions of dollars like nobody would have thought that yeah but hey I, i guess it's kind of the old school nfts right Right, yeah. <coughs> what are NFTs? Do you know what NFTs are? Are you asking me? No, I'm asking fucking Casper. Yeah, I'm asking you. <laughs> no, I don't. I was just agreeing with you, <coughs> you know. What's what an NFT? Uh, something that someone says is worth a lot of money. But probably. Oh, you don't know it. either. Okay. <laughs> They're working. Not really. Like I, I'm not. I'm not into NFTs. Hmm. Is it game related? No, they're just random things. Like it's really like a picture someone like drew up on the internet, and they're like, "Hey, this picture is worth a thousand dollars," and someone's like, "All right, here's a thousand dollars," and takes a picture and has it. What the hell? Yeah, it's it's weird. I, like I said, that's I don't like, really know. I mean, I probably butchered the explanation because I don't know. That's like Bitcoin. I do not understand it. Everybody's raving about it. And, you know, it could be a very smart business move. I have no idea. I just don't know enough about it to want to get into it. Yeah, that's kind of scary. Too, like, we're so far behind getting into it that it's kind of hard to get into it. Like stocks are fucking expensive. But then again, that's I guess that's the risk of the stock market because I mean, if we would have known Bitcoin was going to blow up, like yeah, I would have bought some stocks. But right, thinking I also didn't know what the hell I thought Bitcoin was. I don't even know. I thought it was just a joke currency thing. I didn't know it was real. Right? No, it's a real thing. But they also don't teach you any of that. You never hear from your guidance counselor about stocks and bonds or even how to get a checking account. You just figure that out when you get older. I'd say my my probably favorite one is trying to apply for a credit card. Oh, I love that game. Yeah, because I <laughs> actually the first time I tried to apply for a credit card, I freaking went in, went to apply. The lady's like, well, "How can I help you?" I'm like, "Yeah, I like to apply for a credit card." She's like, mm-hmm. "Okay, uh, do you have any credit built up?" I'm like, "No, not yet." And she's like, okay, well, we can't give you a credit card until you have credit built up. I'm like, well, how else am I going to build up credit if I don't get, like, a credit card to help me build credit? You know, I said something right. along those lines. And she's just like, 
Yeah, you're right. Okay, here you go. Here's five hundred dollar credit card. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, I'm trying, lady. Like, I, I, you gotta give me something. You gotta give me a little, little nudge here, so that way I can get going on my own. Yeah, I got my first credit card not too long ago. I had to put money down, and then they give you a certain limit, which is fine. And I still don't really understand the whole point of credit. I just need to know that mine is good. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I guess credit is, to me, like the way I interpret it, it's like more like a a system to tell other people that you're good at paying back money that is loaned to you. Right. So, like, if someone has a pretty high credit score, like, okay, we can give this guy a $10,000 loan because he'll pay back the money where someone has a really low one, it's just like, uh it's a bit sketchy giving you this loan because we don't know if we're going to get the money back. Yeah, I just more so don't understand, like, the point system. And I also, like, don't understand why when they run your credit, it damages your credit. Though you have to run your credit to be able to get any loans or anything that help build your credit. So you yeah. kind of have to, like, take two damage to get four health. Pretty much. I, yeah, I don't... And if they did teach us that in school, I totally didn't pay attention, so... Yeah, no, I checked out of that class, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember them. I mean, I kind of them, kind of remember them teaching us how to, like, sign checks. But that's about it. See, I they had, like, a government and economics class, but I took a CP class, and you can't take both. Ah, the good old school system. I know. (laughs) Should have told us about video games. We all would have had way better credit. Oh, yeah. I got a question for you. Yeah, what? You think you could ever star in a movie? No. Why not? Because I do not want any sort of fame. I would not Mm-mm. I don't want people to know who I am on that big of a scale. What about like, a TV show? Nope. I mean it. Like, I wouldn't want to be famous. Well, in any way. Even if I was just, like, a little supporting role, I would not want people to, like, know me or know that much information. Especially, like, big movie stars. I don't know how they do it. With all the paparazzi and everybody in their business or making up business. I would hate a life like that. Hmm. Would you? You know, honestly, I probably wouldn't mind being famous for like a year. Yeah? Yeah, you know, acquire a good amount of money and stuff within that year and then just ride it out the rest of the rest of the way. Now, would you want to be like an actor or would you want like a different talent, like art form? Um, hmm. I don't know. I feel like I could be like do some acting. Mm-hmm. Like, if I got a proper role and, like, was comfortable doing it, I could see myself being able to do it. Yeah. But there's also, I don't, I don't know, I wouldn't mind, I don't know, just doing something else, too. Anything, really. Like I said, just make a fucking funny song with a friend and it becomes popular and, you know. I was going to say, I could see you as, a, like, a musician musician of some sort it definitely it'd be fun heck what i'd really like was just to win the lottery that'd be that's ideal that's the best way i think all right you play a scratch (laughs) off you win a hundred million dollars what are you doing with it honestly i would buy a Decent size home and nothing crazy like hundred thousand dollar home max and get some land, decent bit of land, get two baby cows. Okay. Okay. Those are my major purchases. Possibly a vehicle, but eh, I could take it or leave it. Then I would take the rest of it and invest it into like C D funds and rental properties and like stocks and things like that. Hmm. Okay. 
I would sit on a shit ton of cash. Just let my money make me money. What would you do? Um, probably blow it all and ruin my life and then go live with my sister who has her life established. She's like, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's the thing. I really don't know because, like, I like to think. Mm-hmm. like you said like I'd be I would want to be responsible with it like yeah I'd like to buy a few things like for myself but at the same time like actually I even thought like with a million dollars yeah you, you know you say you get you win a million dollars but you know after taxes and everything you get like what 700,000 something like that right yeah we'll just say so mm-hmm. I mean even if you have that $700,000, you could still get a home and make a payment on it, but not have to really worry too much about it coming out of like your normal paycheck or anything. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like, mm-hmm. so that way you're still acquiring like equity and, and everything like that by paying off your home or paying off a car or, you know, right. something of that nature. But at the same time, like I also know like, money does especially when you get a lot of money you're not used to having you start people to act buck wild so i don't know i like to think i would at least save half of it try to i just always feel bad too because like this might make me sound like a shitty person but it's always an afterthought for me to like donate any of it because a lot of people the first thing they say is like oh i'll donate to all of these like clinics or i would buy a animal shelter and just have all these animals and take care of them and just stuff like that which I think about that and I think once I really did build up nice credit and equity and assets and things like that I would donate with that kind of money because the first initial amount of money that you have people don't realize when you have a seed like that you could grow to never have to worry about money again and like mm-hmm. have your kids and their kids never worry about money if you're smart with it. So when yeah. you get stupid rich like that, that's when you start handing it away because you don't ever have to worry again. Yeah, see, me personally, like I I understand where people are going with the whole mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna donate to this foundation or whatever. But at the same time, like like you said, like one, you can grow exponentially bigger. And then be able to give that donation. But at the same time, it's your money. Like, you should be allowed right. to do with it what you please. And not have to feel guilty because you want to not spend a dime at a, you know, a charity or whatever. Right. Like, that is that is your choice. You won the money. That's what you get to do with it. So, I don't know. I, huh? I get the good heartedness behind it, but people got realized you got to take care of yourself first right long story short with your money buy a financial advisor and then go from there yeah pretty much i don't, I don't know i i'm one of those people that fantasize about winning the lottery way too often for somebody who doesn't play the lottery man i know because i'm the type of person where i can't justify having a sure amount of money in my pocket for a maybe amount of money that's exactly how I feel. Like, it's such a gamble. And I've never had good luck. Nope. I go through spurts where I'll get some every now and then and be like, Look, fuck it, let me just try my luck for a minute. But well, so- then I learned quickly that I wouldn't have any luck at all if I didn't have bad luck. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I don't carry cash on me. That's another thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, not a big cash person. Yeah, I forget about that, too. Like, most lottery doesn't have any, like, scanning mechanism. I've seen a couple, but not very many where you could, like, swipe your card. Mm -mm. No, I'm thinking, though, I might might try to play the Powerball if it ever gets up there big again. Who knows? I have only ever done that once, and that was when the Mega Millions was at, like, $900 billion or something crazy like that. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, because actually it was funny because after that, after the winning card got pulled, it got, someone did win it in South Carolina. Dad called me. He's like, was it you? Did you win it? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. I haven't checked the tickets yet. (laughs) (laughs) He was 
was rooting for you so hard. Well, he heard South Carolina. He's like, oh, shit. Well, if it's any of us, it would be you. I believe it. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I feel like you've won more on lottery than I have. Honestly, I think I gave all of my luck away in that very first ticket I ever bought. What, when you won $1,000 off a of scratch-off? Yeah, it was a $3 ticket. Very first ticket I ever bought. And here I am. Never happened. Hundreds <laughs> into fucking tickets and maybe gotten five bucks back. Yeah, I haven't hit anything like that since, like anywhere near. Like every now and then, like I'll get a 50 or $60 ticket, but mm-hmm. nothing bigger than that. Now, see, do you think it's more beneficial to play one big ticket or like take that $50 and split it up into like smaller tickets? I usually. I usually do smaller tickets. Like, if you had 50 bucks, you get, like, five $10 tickets or something? Yeah, or even, like, a bunch of $2 and $1 tickets. Yeah, because I guess you could probably still win pretty big off of the small tickets. Well, not only that, but your odds are, like, the more tickets that you buy in one roll, the bigger odds you have of getting the winning ones out of that roll. True. So, like, that's more opportunities, and you can at least make sure you break even most of the time. Try to, at least. Right. Like, that's the goal. So, if you can even just get a little bit over $50, it's better than none. Very true. Well, hey, I was just looking. I see we only got, like, a few minutes left. Um, Oh, wow. That was quick. Yeah. It's always very quick whenever we get to doing this. Well, anyways, happy new year. R.I.P. Betty White. I know. The last day <laughs> of 2020. Like, that's how you know 2021 was a bitch. That's fucked up. You know? Thank you for being a friend, though. Yeah. All right. But Everybody. Happy New Year's. Happy Everybody New Year's. Care. Don't forget to uh, check out our email. Send us some stuff. We'll talk back to you. Yeah, as soon as we get a Twitter going, too, we'll definitely plug that in. Yeah, for sure. Again, guys, the email is amateurs.anecdotespodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.